All right, welcome everybody to the Caregivers Care Jar podcast. Um, we are always grateful and thankful to be with you. And uh, one of the things I'm learning more and more is to make the intro as short as possible so we can just dive right in. <laughs> hey, oh, look who just tuned in. Uh, Yay, right in perfect timing. <laughs> we had just started the show, Temple. Um, uh, well, let me just introduce, my name is Vaughn Foy. I am the voice brander. And on our episode today, I have my wonderful co-host, Miss Christy. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, very special to be able to say that today. And um, and also we have back on for a third time, a part of our little panel here is Marisa Pasquini. Hello. Hi, everybody. Really Hi. happy to be here. Good to see you all. Yeah, and um, you get to introduce um, also as a special guest. You got to unmute there, but we have Miss Temple is here. T Harmony, I call her. <laughs> She's on, <laughs> on the podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hello. Welcome Good morning. Good morning. I put eyeliner on for you. <laughs> and lipstick. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> that would be said <laughs> we got we're um we're actually just kind of we're uh on this podcast um we are we had planned to do our launch today um for so for those that are listening we're we're not live we were going to do this live but um uh, it's okay it's still going to be relevant uh, to this week when this broadcast and we get this all on the podcast show but we in the midst of curfews, um, we are right now, as, as this recording, we just started curfews around the state of. <laughs> Plan B. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. So for today's topic, it's kind of, uh, our, our subject today is um, caregiving amidst curfews, looting, rioting, and COVID-19, <laughs> same thing, uh, which COVID seems to be like way back burner, even though it's still front, but it's like, yeah. it, like I mean, oh. there was even a little hiccup of the the dangerous hornets, remember, or the bees, the killer. Whatever. Oh yeah. Remember right. those things for like a week right. or two. We heard about them. Yeah. Yep. No, no one's concerned about bees right now. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Anytime I see one in my garden, I see a regular wasp, and I go, "Killer bee!" And run. Right. <laughs> so they've got me. I'm brainwashed for sure. Wow. Well, I am. Um, uh, Temple, this is Marisa. Marisa, this is Temple. Uh, you guys probably see each other on the episodes. <laughs> so awesomely, and let's see if I can get the introductions really uh, right. And so Marisa, we've had her on. This is her third time on, and she is an author, uh, uh, also a caregiver's coach, and um, you can see the previous episodes, and she has a, an amazing book about um ooh, i'm forgetting remind me of the title because i want to mess up it's called surviving dementia without losing your mind 
Yeah. Yes. Written with a busy caregiver in mind. It's a, a quick read and is based on uh, the 12 years that I've been caregiving and teaching caregivers how to provide um, care that um, reduces kind of the challenging behavior and, and increases good communication and good relationships with people with dementia. Yes. It's amazing, an amazing, amazing book. Amazing book. I've been able to apply it like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and gave it to my caregivers and um, um, a couple of my family to read. And um, it, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. been super helpful. So <clears throat> absolute book needs to be, I think, in every caregiver that uh, and loved yes. one that uh, works with dementia, uh, please get that book. It is available on our site, caregiverscarejar.com. Um, or you can also go to uh, Marisa's site directly, um, mm -hmm. and we'll mention that uh, towards the end of the broadcast. But you guys, to get that book, it's quick read, great story, and um, and just love it. So thank you so much for joining us. And and we have uh, Temple back here, and she had been on the program, and uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, wait, and I can't. So tell me the title of your book because I don't want to mess up either. <laughs> It's called Whoops, I Married a Bipolar. Yes. A little, uh, yeah, a little humor like uh, Marisa. Yeah. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you gotta have humor, right? Yeah, you gotta have humor when you're dealing with pain, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and we are coming out of the tail end, or not tail end, last month was uh, mental, um, mental Health Month, right? Awareness, yeah, month. Uh, but you also want to get Temple's book because, uh, and if you haven't heard her um, when she was on for her broadcast, you want to uh, dial back to that episode because that was just powerful. And her book is also powerful with um, marrying the bipolar and um, and she talks brain about brain health and diet and so yeah. many good nuggets. Well, oh that's goodness. not it. That's the second book. The first book is okay. just a story. I'm, of, I'm ahead of us. You've got me. Um, yeah, I'm already being interviewed by Oprah. I do, yeah, it's all. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, I had to get the first book out to just tell the story of, of really the, the tragedy that you go through to get to a diagnosis and just what havoc it wreaks on your marriage and your families and everything, um, you know, it took a long time just to get to it. It took years. So mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to just tell that story so that people can see that that's where they're at. They're, they, they haven't even got to the healing part yet. Mm -hmm. and, and I've gotten a lot of feedback off of um, the, po the podcast talking about the journey to get to a diagnosis and a lot of women like, I probably have 10 Instagram messages a week saying, I, that's exactly my story. I don't know what to do. I'm just spinning my wheels. So mm -hmm. um, I just want mm -hmm. women to know that they're not, they're not hallucinating. Things are pretty crazy in your house mm -hmm. and yeah. you need help. So, and then once you can finally get to a diagnosis, that's when you can get to the place where, all right, now what do we do? You know, oh. now that now the caregiving starts, you know, wow. so I, I got to get the first one out on audio. Come on, yes. That's our next step. 
Yes, we we are working on that. And actually, it's funny. We got the two authors, and we're we're working with Marisa too. She's recording her book on audio too. So we are we got to get that out. Yeah. Yes. Working. We're working. Working in the COVID. No, no rest. We're That's still right. working. Yes. People still need to actually even more than ever and more than ever this uh your stories both your stories and your uh, resources need to be um, getting out there to the to the masses so um, we're going to get yes. that hopefully in the next uh, month or so or sooner or we're going to get that out and uh, we will definitely do launches uh, here on the podcast so yes. you, everybody will know and it'll be on our websites as well uh, we definitely want to promote these uh, both of these books and um, the services and the, the blessings and the gifts that they have for you <coughs> and us. Really cool. Well, I wanted to say a little shout out to you, Vaughn and Christy, because you opening up this platform has really like, you know, lit a fire under me. It's motivated me. It's a, it's a reminder on kind of where we are in my generation, Christy's generation. I think Vaughn might be a little younger than this. I don't know. No, I look younger, but no, I'm actually the <laughs> older. <laughs> Thank you. It seems pretty relevant that a lot of us are in some kind of caretaking role, either with our kids or a spouse or a parent. So mm. um, the fact that you two have really recognized that and made a platform for it, I think is really relevant and brilliant and just the perfect energy that we need to be able to go oh okay kind of we're all caregivers you know yeah. we we don't need to hide in the shadows and go everything's fine everything's fine when we're not doing fine you know <laughs> we are holding off by the thread mostly swimming upstream with tons of stuff on us yes yeah yes i'm so fine popping my pills and you know, <laughs> yeah i'm so fine oh, yeah no, i appreciate yes. you and it's motivated me to, to keep going you know and realize that this isn't just about my one little story you right know, about letting literally millions of people with mental health have something to connect to yeah, so, no, it's been such a blessing for Vaughn and I. I mean, we just, we say it every week. I, we can't believe the people that we're meeting. And it's just so wonderful that we're able to come together to help each other. I mean, I, when I heard that Marisa was a caregiver's coach, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. so brilliant. Oh my <laughs> yes. God. Please right. coach me. Please call me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. It's just Absolutely. so amazing to me. And we just meet right. the neatest people with so many important, important aspects because you're like, yep, I dealt with that too. And you don't seem to think that out of the 10 things you have to deal with it, you can individualize those. And that in just itself, those 10 individual things is one big major thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, awesome. whoa, this is good stuff. I like it. Uh -huh. So yeah, we are beyond blessed. We learn so much and so many good nuggets every week. It's just so wonderful. Yeah, keep learning. Yeah, we can keep exploring. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's just, it's amazing the timing and everything and just yeah. to get it out. So yeah, I appreciate that. And that's, yeah, really encouraging. And 
you know, it's like, oh man, we, we wanted things to be, you know, you know, kind of perfect and not so much perfect, but just you want to make sure that it just happens, you know? Um, yeah. I think and, the action is, is more valuable than the perfection and mm. just yeah, getting yeah, to, just the motion you know, and action. That's what I love being, you know, involved with you guys because you really are, you're like on it and publishing and what's relevant, like this topic for today. We talked yeah. about caregiving during COVID and now, I mean, this is a whole other layer of what a whole new ball you know, of wax on top right. of covid which is so what caregiving is like like we yeah. think we're dealing with something so major and then boom another rock hits right and we're right. like Absolutely. Ah! <laughs> what do you mean i got more on my plate okay yeah. how do we do yeah. this and so yeah i mean this is just so perfect we thought covid was bad enough now we got all this other curfews and all this other crap going on on top of it that mm -hmm. we're like, but still wear your mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still, still, wear your mask. still be, you know. Hit by a flying chair as you go through downtown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, you know, it's, it's just so much. And it just goes to show like, this is our daily stuff. Right. And that's how our caregivers do. We just keep we're getting more stuff and we keep processing through it so yeah we wanted to come together today and we wanted to just say where are we where are we in our head we know that across america they're out of their minds and struggling and in pain and us as caregivers we know how to be there we that's part of our loving job it's part of our gift um you know we know how to help so yeah. we're just checking in. We want to see how everyone's doing. Well, the word resilience, you know, is always my go-to word when it comes to um, any caregiver. And that's the word that, you know, people ask me, well, how did you get through that? You know, like, how did you know what to do? I'm like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I, it's not about, you know, it's, like what she, what uh, Marissa said, it's uh, actions better than perfection. I, my motor that goes, just goes and knows that yeah. needs to be taken. And it's not about do I have the answer? Do I even have the direction? But I'm, I'm going to keep the motor running so yeah. that you know when the door does open, I'm ready to go through it. You know, um, one step at a time. Yeah. Scared, nervous, shaking. Mm fear of the unknown, you still do it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking too from, so I'm not in direct support. Well, I, I live with a family, so that's a whole other situation <laughs> <laughs> as far as direct support with dementia care. But what keeps coming to mind as I read, as I hear from you is commitment, right? Mm. From yeah. the frontline workers, caregivers, um, I was speaking with um, a home care agency this, this morning uh, back east who, you know, they have all their COVID parameters that they have to fulfill. And now they have to worry about their caregivers being uh, home in time to make the train. Mm. She was telling me that in wow. Chicago, they've shut the trains down. At, they shut wow. the train down at the clock. Yeah. So, you know, there's wow. that of something you were sort of mentioning yourself, Vaughn, about, you know, your own caregivers and 
them getting home safely. So yeah, adjusting our schedules amidst amidst the curfews. Yeah. And yet the, the commitment is there for the caregiver to the client, the caregiver to the family member to make it happen because there's really no other choice. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. So wow. really, I mean, it's amazing and heart wrenching and heartwarming that, that people are that committed to their work. And in this community, I just keep meeting more and more good people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is one thing I can honestly say, um, and, and that's stayed consistent since learning about my son's illness. There are so many kind, loving people who genuinely want to help you and your circumstances. It's just that we don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. So as we did Ronald McDonald houses, as we did, I mean, you name it, these, I mean, Ronald McDonald houses, those are other families they totally have their own issues going on but same thing they're willing to help and then you have the volunteers that just come and out of love just come mm. and say you know what they're in the storm and I remember being in the storm and they just come and they love on you and yeah it's it's just amazing I I honestly can say just from my own experience that so many people are kind and loving genuine in heart and they just want everyone in their areas to be comfortable. So yeah, right. we're all here together. We've been saying that. <laughs> yeah. That's, wow. You know, you're right. Like, and it's not until you, I shouldn't say not until, but I think like you said, Christy, being in this realm of not only caregiving, but, and we talk a lot about caring for yourself so yeah. that you can care give. You mm -hmm. find um, the, yeah, that there's people that are, um, <laughs> it's interesting, and I'm not putting a negative, you find the people that are really helpful, and you also find those that aren't, aren't as helpful. Yeah, <laughs> right. You, you right. Really, it, it, stuff know. comes to the surface. <laughs> right, yeah. well, and, and my, you learn quickly. I used to have a saying, there's those that bless you and those that stress you. Mm. And you've learned very quickly on how to adjust and go, okay, yep, I love you. And you get 10 minutes of my time right. because I get to move right. forward. I can only, you know, have so much time. We get to set those boundaries. You're right. That's part of self-care is mm. we set those boundaries as to who are we going to allow to stress us and how much time are we going to give them? And, you know, I have family members that were stressing me. And mm -hmm. so I love yep. them, but they That's only get X amount of time. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what'd you say, Marissa? I'm in one. I was just talking to a caregiver yesterday. I mean, it's it that is the story, right? That yeah, you know, one family member will step up, and the rest either are too afraid, or don't have the skills, or just can't for whatever reason step up. Um, and it, it makes me wonder during this time, you know, that mm. will will. Will family, you know, I mean, man, we could hope for a shift there, mm. you know, yeah. family would, would see like, Hey, we have somebody that really needs help in our family. And how can we, how can I step up? But man, that whole family dynamic is a challenge. I found yeah. that it's the exact opposite, Marissa, that once mm -hmm. the family finds out there's one person that will step up, everybody else steps back. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that's what, 
that's been my experience. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. 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 I had to really reach out to my husband's family and, and none of them would really take any um, support role. And they just, it's kind of like they just threw their hands up like, well, Temple's got it, you know? And I'm like, no, I ain't got it. You know, we definitely Mm. need you. Um, But it it is a very weird thing. And I'm sure um, Marissa can help, help me understand why that happens. But it seems like in, in any role where I've taken the lead, everybody else has taken the back seat instead of saying, yeah, let me be a support. They're like, oh, foo. Mm-hmm. That's off my plate, you know. Right. Yeah. It, it's almost yeah. like because, I, um, and we always talk about it. Like when you, because when we that answer the call, and, and you and we choose to, you know, and we we stay in there, and those that, <laughs> so, oh, that's your calling. Okay, cool. So you know, it's almost right. like you got it. You know, handle it. All right, that's taken care of, and I go back to my 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 regular whatever, right. live. And right. uh, Marisa, when you were talking, what came to mind was like, I think in this situation with COVID, everything that's going on, a lot of things that were the norm or the uh, what I call the escape for people, right? Um, their normal escape or routine or whatever is all, for some people, it stopped a little bit. For some people, it's totally flipped upside down. And yeah. um, right. we're, we're kind of in a position of a lot of introspection and to seeing, okay, what really, really matters? Uh, because now that this is all gone, that I was, you know, putting all my energy and thought to, you know, people are at home with their spouses and conversations that never yeah. would have happened or right. happening now, hard conversations, uh, you're with your kids, um, you know, so you gotta, now you're homeschooling. So uh, where you used to send your kids off and you can do your own thing. And, um, but now it's like, no, I got three kids at home now and they each need my attention 24 seven. I have to make meals for them. You know, so their whole, everybody's world has changed and they're having yeah. to reconsider and it may not change. And it's not, I mean, it's not going to change soon. And it's, and it's definitely not going to go back to the norm. So. Right. Um, right. I think everybody's kind of recalibrating and reconsidering to where um, there may be some, um, this may be the thing that breaks up, I call it break up the fallow ground kind of to get some sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. To, right. Well, we have a saying in our house, shift happens. Right. Shift happens. Yeah. 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 Well, this right is now. probably going to be, you know, an era known as like the area, the era of communication. It's, mm. it's forced communication yeah. where we all had our escapes, like you were saying, Vaughn, you know, where you would have sound bites with your kids or sound bites with your spouse, and then off you go, and then mm-hmm. you come back and you check in at dinner time or bedtime or whatever, and now there's days that go by that you have face-to-face time with somebody, right. and that you're really, we're far past small talk at this point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So now yeah. the real stuff starts coming up, like, well, why are you so upset about the towels being folded like that like what, what's really going on here you know and uh my <laughs> husband and I have the I told him like we have the benefit of mental illness because mm. we're forced to communicate we cannot mm. be casual you know like you get in a fight with your spouse sometimes you're just like eh it's just a mood it'll be over, you know blow it mm. off but 
with somebody that has a mental illness that you have to keep an eye on, if there's something that's escalating, we have to have a conversation about it. Right. And we have to take time right then. It, there's no waiting, you know, there's no right. to take an appointment with the counselor. We need to talk right now. Yeah. What's going on? Are you feeling escalated? Do you have symptoms that are appearing mm. you know like we have to have open conversations about what's going on in our head all the time right and i think that is what is making us survivors of this covid yeah because we already have this communication habit now you know it's like oh we're gonna talk for two hours no problem we'll sit right. and, and talk about the deepest darkest weirdest things you can think of and then like okay let's go mow the lawn you know <laughs> yeah wow i was we, when we've talked before about that, that same topic, and I mean, on a different, on a different slant, about the gift that happens mm. of a special needs person in your life, right? We've yeah. No, I've talked about it with Vaughn, um, yes. and how that. I mean, really, like, wow, what a blessing that you, you guys don't really have a choice about it, Temple, but that you've used it as an opportunity to to have a gift show up. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like that with my mom who um, had a stroke a few years ago and has dementia related to that and how our relationship changed mm. and how really scary at first, because I knew it was going to be different, but the things that have shown up are like so wonderful. Right. So I have things that I have in common with her now that I would not have had without her stroke, but also without having like the caregiver experience, you know, having shifted myself because I had to in doing the work of a caregiver then leaves room for mm -hmm. like the blessings and the openings for other, other things to show up that can be gifts. You know, right. so I don't know, I don't know that many spouses that have that great of communication that like somebody is off a little bit and you're like, Hey, are you having like something going on? Right. Like, I would love to have that. Um, <laughs> but so that is, well, that, call me, we could talk for I, two hours. No I know, I'm sure we could, it would be awesome. So, and I, and I'm totally up for that, but yeah. really, I really appreciate that you have that and that you've developed yeah. like that and that that's such a great tip for any couple but especially anybody in this kind of um you know in relationship with somebody vulnerable mm. well that's the that's kind of i think the message that is happening with us in the shutdown is that there's no room for superficial anymore we we have to be able to go deep and not be taken out by it mm. you know i mean you don't really have the luxury of going off to a, a day spa and processing your stuff and you know mm. clearing your chakras right. and trying it out it's it's more like this is happening right now and right. this is deep but can we still clean up our day and have a day that's worth having without falling back into bed you know I think yes, that's right. the role of the caregiver is being able to kind of take those deep dives it, it, on call yeah. and 
still have a way to kind of climb out of it and have a joy. And with them being coachable and teachable and in the right mindset, because how many of us are caregivers and we're like, so, you know, willing to dig deep, but they're still in their stuff. Yeah. 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 You -hmm. know, and we're just in that waiting period, like, okay. Right. I, I can only wait so long too. before I explode myself. So. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to sign off. I have another meeting in about 20 minutes. Sure. Wonderful. And I'm sorry that I need to leave because this is an amazing conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're I so happy to have you. All of you so much and what you're doing. And um, I look forward to talking again. And, um, you know, just like keep up the good work. Thank you for Thank you, honey. what Thank you're doing. Thank you for coming today. Yes, you too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, thanks for thanks for joining, Marisa. We'll, we will catch you on the on the on the real official launch of the next one. There. That's great. And no, I mean, I appreciate everything you're doing. It's all really perfect. So, awesome. thank wonderful. You. Thank you, honey. Right. Have a good one. Have Bye. a wonderful day. You guys too. Ready. Bye. So good, yeah. And, and the three kids are left, <laughs> which is yes. great. Now, yeah, this is this is so. Um, I, I'm glad it worked out like this because, like you said, the conversations and what really the nation and the world is going through. But I know definitely for America, um, we're having to talk and conversate. And like you said, um, as caregivers, we, 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 we kind of take, took, took it on already. Um, and that's uh-huh. what we walked to. And for those that are listening that are brand new, you know, um, we're just kind of sending out some encouragement that like, you're one, you're not alone. And yes, we can relate to like, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta take care of this too, or, or I get to take care of this too. And it's, you're going to do whatever it takes. And you, and what we find is, um, I said this on an episode before, like me and my brother, uh, which, Hey, today is his birthday, actually. Uh, so shout Happy out to birthday, my- man. <laughs> Very significant that Christy reminded me, we're going to do this, this relaunch. <laughs> we started our first recording on my birthday in December. Right. And, uh, and now we're doing this launch one kind of pre-launch on on his birthday so that's kind of amazing but anyway me and my brother we were saying when we you know when my mom had her stroke and you know for the first what five weeks 24 7 it was like hospital what's going on we didn't know if she was going to live or not um yeah and um but we said you know what really matters uh, it's only what matters is what's really matters and um stuff that we thought was so important before we realized we didn't all the phone calls whether it didn't matter anything in life bookings um conversations it didn't care about email we, the thing was like let's make sure that she's okay what do we need to do uh, what don't we know what are we learning everything was just a super finite um zero down to one laser focused you know mission and everything else didn't it didn't matter. Um, it didn't matter what bills were paid or not paid or it, it, at the moment, you know, and, and then those, when I say moment, that five week moment or longer. And as caregivers, if you're, you know, new to it, everything is like, what is going on? 
I've never been in this situation before. I never had to deal with this. And you also see that it, this is a long term. This isn't like it's it's forever now until whenever everything ends. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to uh, adjust and change to what is going to be the new norm. And every day is brand new. Um, no matter how long you've been doing, it's still always brand new. <laughs> it's always brand yeah. new. Yeah, getting, getting past that resistance right like mm -hmm. i know for me i'm like i don't want this <laughs> you know when it starts happening I'm like no 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 <laughs> please don't put me in this i don't want to do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and but it was already happening you know right and it's right. different you know for christy it's like <laughs> this is it tag you are it right you know? right for christy you can speak more on that how do you get past <laughs> that place where it's like no, 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 no. But you're it. Yeah. You can't yeah. say no, no, no. Right. It's like I don't get to say no, no, no. And I mean, honestly, oh, oh, this has taken 28 years, right? Yeah. For his illness that he that he's been dealing with this, I wasn't as great in the beginning, right? Sure. It's been a, a learned process, and it's sheer panic. I mean, it's just sheer panic. I mean, you're thrown into a trauma. The kid can't breathe. Mm. what do I do? And, um, you know, that's why I put myself through respiratory school. Cause my thought was, well, at eventually at some point when he passes away from this, I'll still have a career, but, and in the meantime, I just want to learn how to take care of my dang kid. Like right. I can't go to the doctor and the doctor tell me, Oh, this is what you got to do. When I would go to the doctor, they kept telling me, well, I'm really sorry. He's this ill. And yeah, he probably won't live through the week. Well, that doesn't help me at home. Right. Mm. When I get to take them home. And at the beginning, the first 18 years, I didn't get to take them home very much. So yeah, I mean, you just, you roll with the punches and you learn and you do it out of fear. You do it out of commitment. Like Marisa said, I think that's a beautiful word. Um, and you just keep pressing forward. And that's where our faith just continues to build because that's where you're like, Lord, if you don't help me. <laughs> and I wasn't a believer. I was not a believer when my son was born. So I learned, like, I learned how to, you know, just trust, just trust that it's so much bigger than me. And for the, for those of us that don't believe in God, because I didn't believe in God at the time, um, you know, this is bigger than me and it's either going to work itself out or it's not. And what am I going to do? What is my part that I'm going to do in the meantime? And what can I do to control myself so I don't freak out my kids? Because I still had older, two older kids that were very young. Uh, you know, my older mm. son's just a year, less than a year older than uh, Christopher. And then my daughter was, you know, like two years older. So, I mean, all these kids, diapers and... Wow. potty training and trying to get things figured out and you know my my oldest daughter was ADHD so she was always bouncing off the walls and I'm trying to keep this one quiet and this one still and this one no 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 you're supposed to be over here and nobody wow. ever did what I needed them to do not anyone wow. not ever you know <laughs> and so yeah wow. the no no no's were like I woke up saying no 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 you know, yeah. like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So, yeah, not today again. Oh, no. yeah. Wow. So, you just learn how to manage the chaos, really, is what it was for me. And because 
it, you couldn't stop it from not coming. So yeah, it was like the trains coming and how bad am I going to take the hit was usually my frame of mind. Mm. What steps can I take to soften the blows, you know? Yeah. yeah. How, how far can I move? And out we're the all way? going to counseling. That was just like, <laughs> we're going to counseling. You're going to counseling. You're going to counseling. I don't know how to deal with any of this. Your mom's crazy. Your dad's, you know, drinking half the time. I don't know. I don't have the answer, wow. but we're going to reach out for help. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of like so being different. in a pool that's over your head and not swimming. You're, you're going to swim, you know, your, your body is just going to start going and yeah. do whatever you got to do to survive. And then there you are in that survival mode, living, living yeah. literally off of the adrenaline that your body can keep you going, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's where that kicks in that you know like living within the chaos there's a your brain actually has a mechanism to be able to live through chaos hmm. um yeah the problem is we're not supposed to stay there long term <laughs> yeah. that's why so many caregivers end up with their with their own mental illnesses depression anxiety or burnout uh-huh yeah chronic yeah it's just a matter of and that's why hmm. i say self-care is so important because it's a matter of turning off your own thoughts and sometimes just dropping into your heart and just letting things be as they are um, because we don't always have to have the answers and we don't always have to fix it and some things aren't fixable right. and so the reality of just getting to that in itself is you know I it took me years like literal years that I before it just came that Jeffrey's not going to get fixed my son is mm. not his health is here Mm -hmm. never going to get healthy from this and what are we going to do in the meantime I just really it took me forever just to adjust to that because I kept saying no I got to do this while he's you know he's well for the next four hours what can I cram in the next four hours to get done mm -hmm. I got to feed these kids I got to get this one done I got bath I got homework I got okay and it, you just it's a mind shift you do have to just shift your mind and just Surrender. Oh, Surrender, that word. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's a tough word. Now it's one of my favorite words. How soon can I surrender? <laughs> right. Can it's I give it up now? Can I give it up now? <laughs> How about now? Yeah. Yeah. You right. know, that, that word education, though, Christy, is so important. Um, I yeah. sure did the same thing, too. Started researching everything you could about, you know, what your mom's condition was. And that's what we instantly do when there's a problem is, well, let's research, research. Yeah. And, you know, dealing with medical professionals, you think that they know everything, mm -hmm. but you find out pretty quickly they really they don't, don't know much. Because they know book work. They know book work. They don't know reality. They're not at home dealing with this. Yeah. And so I will say this. This was one of my really good golden nuggets is, you know, that's where our faith gets bigger and becomes bigger than us because they are only book work and they do like how many times have had did people say oh your son's not going to make it through the year my son mm. is 28 if i listened to those wow. doctors right. if right. i listened to them i would be right. in a much different place yeah hmm. you know and then my son's telling me the exact opposite well the lord's telling me i'm gonna be performing <laughs> on stage one day mom so i don't know you know and i'm like well your heart rate says it's in the 30s but I'm going to go with you, son. I'm going right. to just say that you're telling the truth. And <laughs> I'm wow. just going to sit here. 
He's going to sit here and watch you and see what happens. Because, yeah, I mean, we've had to make a lot of liars out of some doctors. And they're like, oh, he's just such a miracle. And I'm like, no, he's just determined. Mm. He is determined to get better. And so as long as he was determined, that meant I got to be determined to be right there with him and help him figure it out. And, you mm. know, with him being blind and being his advocate and helping doctors help me help him. I had to really step up and argue and say, no, that's yeah. not the plan. I know that's what the plan looks like. And thank you for your advice. And there's another plan. Yeah. Well, so, thankfully God works without your faith. You know, mm -hmm. it's absolutely you don't to be a believer. There's a system in place that is working on your behalf, whether right. you're in alignment with it or not. You know, yeah, it just works better when you're in agreement. <laughs> you can when you can right. deal with it, but just because you're not in the right frame of mind doesn't mean that the universal system of grace and patience and healing isn't at work. You know, mm. yeah, flow with people. Yeah, That's if you good. have a flow with personality, you're gonna you're gonna adjust a little bit quicker than somebody who is stubborn and wants things to look a certain way. Or controlling. They, yeah, <laughs> they're or a dominant, just even a dominant personality because they want answers, right? And they want it right now. And that's not always easy to accept that this is how it is. And you get to be the one to shift, not everyone else, right? To our yep. circumstances. So it's a hard lesson. It's a real hard lesson. And yeah, because wow. in our family, it wasn't just me. I mean, it was. I have a very dominant daughter, like, no, you don't get to be dominant right now. Like I need you to be right here doing this. And so it, hmm. it takes time. It takes adjusting. And when other family members don't want to get on board. Yeah. There's some wrestling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the there is passionate communication as we call it. Yes. Passionate communication. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And you're, you're right how uh, I love what you said, <laughs> like the God has the plan regardless. And it's all everything is orchestrated so that everybody yes. can or at least have the opportunity to grow, whether it's growing faith, growing, okay, you can see yourself and realize that you don't have total control. And to all get to that surrendering part, like uh, get to that, okay, yeah. I'm a surrender. It's not going to change from this. So how can I what do I need to do? What do I need to yeah. learn? How, how do I need to change? Um, otherwise, if I keep resisting this, it's going to be super unhealthy. <laughs> right, right. I think well. that word surrender gets a bad rap because it sounds like passive. Mm. Right. You know? But surrender does not mean that you're not still an action-oriented person right. that you're not you know an educated um, seeker like all those activities that make you you that make you a bossy person that make you a loud mouth that's <laughs> that's part of the plan you know god chose each one of us for exactly the kind of qualities that we had to bring to the situation so right. just saying i surrender doesn't mean oh now i get to like you know dance through lollipop <laughs> fields or something it's like I'm surrendering to being able to follow the path that you're putting in front of me, mm. but I'm going to keep asking questions. I'm going to keep digging for, you know, resolve and 
God already knew that Christy was going to be the one that's going to go to college and get a degree in the area to help her son. God knew that I am now doing the exact same thing, going to college for mental health so I can help my uh, husband. You know, I mean, right. it, the, the pieces line up. You just don't see it <laughs> until later. Yeah. Like, how did I get here? You know, right. well, right. Yeah. you didn't know, but this is exactly where you were supposed to end up, you know? I already had it written in the book. You just hadn't flipped the page yet. (laughs) Well, and and as a parent, you know, I would always tell my kids, you know, it's going to get done with or without a whooping. It's just your choice. How are you choosing to get that done? (laughs) And it's the same with us in life, like in our circumstances, it's going to get done. This caregiving job is going to get done. Their health, their illness, whatever it is that they're dealing with, it's going to continue and it's going to be done. It's just how are we going to receive that with or without a whooping? Are we going to allow (laughs) the circumstances to continue to beat us up or are we just, you know, like you said, are we going to learn? Are we going to grow? Are we going to adjust? Are we going to fall into alignment? Because it doesn't have to be resistance. Right. It doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah, and I think that, and that's also a lesson I think that we learn uh, through this whole journey. And we talk about, you know, the caregiver's journey. We learn that it it doesn't it didn't have to be it, it doesn't have to be hard. And we learn that actually we build up um, uh, the confidence and that we learn and the faith about okay. It's going to be challenging, but it's not going to be hard. Somehow we're going to get through this and then, you know, stuff rises up, rises up. And we keep going to a whole nother level of understanding, a whole nother belief, yeah. another experience. And we keep, uh, we keep growing. Right. To, and the best live. thing I ever did was personal development, learning the processing tools of how to process your pain, your anger, your frustration, your mm. fear. If you know how to process all of those, it doesn't matter how big those waves are when they come. I mean, you're going to see the waves and be like, oh, mm, Lord, this is going to be fun. <laughs> However, I know that I have the proper tools to deal with that wave. Right. I'm in the right boat. I have the life vests on. I have, you know, like if you have everything that you know that you need, when you need it and when to use it, you're not yeah. as fearful. You know, it's going to come. Yes, you're going to be scared, especially when you see what you're facing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you guys something. Have you noticed that, have you gone through a few more levels of grief since this pandemic has happened? Absolutely. Mm, Absolutely. That's a great question. Yeah. It's been uh, interesting. That's it's been great because um, uh, I'm going to use the word limitations. You start realizing uh, maybe limitations yeah. isn't it, but it's like you start realizing, um, okay, if something was to escalate to even more, I'm only limited to do um, right. so much. Like, well, just like to, you know, today, like with the caregiver schedule, it's like I have to adjust because I have to either be home or not leave at all so that my caregiver can leave at a certain time. So everything is like, again, now the roof is, is shorter, you know? Right. Um, and um, and as caregivers, how many people aren't able to get to the person they care for? Yeah. And that's going to take on some emotions. Right. Because you're going to, it's like, I want to be able to help, but 
for whatever reason, there's some outside forces where I, I can't help. And yeah. then what if something happens with yeah. my absence or yeah. with, uh, thing? Um, I don't know if that's exactly, but that's a great question, Temple. Um, yeah, I think there's grieving in a different way as far as I, I lost my, or there's a limited or uh, of the ability yeah. to care or uh, um, it's like, oh, this too, you know, it, like another layer, like this too. Yeah. It's like, come on, I was just barely peeping out, you know, like you said, right. under the water, barely got my straw out. The top of the... <laughs> we were barely surviving that, right? <laughs> now, here we go. Going on. And it's like, oh. Yeah. You know, I found myself grieving the cheerleader in me. Wow. uh, Because she is a very big part of my personality. She's a very big part of my recovery and my resilience, Mm. you know, is to, um, they used to call them troubleshooters, you know, people that would come in and like clean up the business and get everybody's attitude. And then they changed them to life coaches and all that stuff. But for me, it's always been that cheerleader that can kind of like, even when things are tough, she can go, you can do it. You can do it. We'll get through it. It's okay. Yeah. You know, keep your head up. And now the the level of seriousness that's happening, you know, with the riots and with this systemic pain of racism that's happening, it's like, it's so serious. It's so deep that yeah. I don't think my cheerleader has any right to be cheering to try mm. to just, you know, like, oh, well, we're in our little bubble. No, and that's, yeah, that's no, so great like that you pandemic, can... We could all stay in our bubble and just like, okay, well, today we'll play, you know, whatever and whatever. But now it's like, this is, this is a worldwide pain mm. that yeah. is not just about a mystery virus. This is coming from the people. This is coming yeah. from our consciousness. This makes me a part of it. I feel yeah. awful. Um, I can't be in a good mood about it. So I have to just like really honor the mm. seriousness of the situation. No, I'm so glad you mm. brought that up because Temple, what I've been saying, and everybody that knows me knows that I am as well a cheerleader, right? And now that has shifted, honey. Now I wake up every morning and my new, my new med part of my new meditation is that as I'm laying there and resting, as I say four simple sentences, and that is, I'm sorry, forgive me, I love you, and thank you. I've shifted that. Mm. I've shifted those those small little parts where I'm giving grace. Like, I don't have the answers to this. I'm so thankful and grateful that we are here healing with this. It has been such a major wound and pain this racism, and it's finally coming out. Growing pains don't tickle, not at mm. all. These are scabs being pulled off of wounds, and it's oozing out everywhere, and it's finally getting healed more, right? Like, we're, we're closer to where we were, and it's being so exposed. And now healing can start, which is so great. And there's so, Ron and I were talking about this earlier, since, you know, me marrying a black man, what, 20 years ago now, 30 years ago, there's been other generations. There's been, what, three, that's 30 years. That's 10 generations of multiracial families being bred and built and bonded. So the beauty of that is, is there are so many more generations of blending than there are of not. 
And it's that shift. It's just that beautiful, graceful shift that's got everybody a little uncomfortable, a little at ease. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. And that's where I just keep saying, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Like, I'm so grateful that this moment and this time is happening because it's no longer going to be that people who fight that, you know, that have that stinking thinking and all that hatred, it's no longer going to be in charge again. Mm -hmm. Like we are finally getting this area healed. And as so many more generations are going to be born of biracial families, I'm like super, super, super excited about it because this day is going to be something history. It's going to be talked about history. Remember yeah. the day when, right? In the twenties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So well, I pray, I pray that you are right, Christy, because I've been really going to. I haven't been as positive as you are with the open, open O and the forgives me's because, um, you know, I remember uh, the Rodney King riots and yeah. when that when they showed the video of the police officers beating him up, I thought okay, this is it. Now right. we have cameras and now police can't get away with the crimes that they've been committing all these years. This is it. This is the shift. And I was young, you know, when that was yeah. happening. So yeah. it, we back young. then I, I even kind of connected like, wow, technology is going to change everything and people aren't going to get away with all this crap anymore. And yet here we are 20 years later. Because I think honey, is this happening. is why. I, right. I do, I do, I hear what you're saying and I totally agree with you, but 30 years ago, honey, you and I did, there weren't as three generations of biracial families. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people wanted it and they agreed with it, but now there's so many more hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people who are in biracial blended families. Like it's just so silly to think that race and color has dominance over one another it's like we're all freaking so many different races yeah, 30 the, years later the the remnant and the uh but uh and i, I like how you're saying that temple like you that's a interesting like you would think with all the cameras like yeah and even in the recent um even <laughs> Even in the recent, 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 um, I mean, even I say in the last five years of all the technology and the cameras, you would think that, but there's no fear or there's no um, cameras doesn't, it, cameras like uh, doesn't hinder or stop the, the, uh, the entitlement that they feel they have to be like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's like not, uh, and that's very interesting. It's very interesting that you say that. Yeah, you would think, oh, this was because Rodney King was um, caught on video. It was like, what? And then the decision from that, from wait, you see this yeah. on video. So wait a minute, how, how is this? These decisions, why does it take so long? And you would think that okay, and still even to just this week, you like, you know, that's the decision off off of seeing all the videos and the different angles yeah. and the different. You know, there's you got ten different angles. It's like a movie. You know, you got which which angle do you want to you know put into yeah. the cut? And um, yeah, that's very very interesting. Um, you know, and I think that's a really good point that you're saying, Vaughn, is that the cameras didn't change the people. It just changed right. our view. You know, and mm -hmm. and we see it all the time. There's people that do crazy stuff on video. 
you know, they put it on YouTube, blowing each other up. And, you know, it's just crazy. Even our own, I won't go down this road, but even Mm -hmm. our own president does not care what he puts out into the public. He's still going to be whoever he wants to be. And he does not care about the consequences of what he says or what he does because he doesn't feel like the cameras mean anything. He's still Mm -hmm. entitled to do whatever he's going to do. And I, I think that's what Christy was saying is that the video didn't change the mindset of the people that feel entitled to do whatever the heck they want to do and and they're going to get away with it and that's where the shift really is not about getting a camera on those people Mm. but it's getting us the view of those people to say we need to have accountability in place that is so serious that it will change people's you know because it I've been taking eight weeks worth of a college course about violence Mm. and, you know, timely, right? (laughs) Right. Wow. And it's, and really the bottom line is there is a choice. There's a point in your mind where you think people don't have a choice that they've really, they've gone off somewhere else and they're not in control of what's happening anymore. I mean, if they're schizophrenic, that's something else, but a person that is in a rage state of rage or in a state of dominant control, there is a place of stopping point that they can make. Mm. Otherwise, a lot more women would be dead instead of beaten up. Because mm. yeah. an abuser does know the difference between jail time of a punch and jail time of murder. Wow. Right. So the fact that we keep uh, you know, feeding that rage is its own entity is is not true. We have to put people accountable for their violent acts and make it unbearable to, you know, deal with the consequences of hurting another person. Mm. Right. That's where I'm at. Wow. That's good good stuff. And, and I think, you know, (laughs) and pulling to the, you know, the caregivers, like, and Chrissy, what you're saying is like, we, we got to make a, in is individual choices and his individual mindset and approaches on how not only to deal with all of this but um um and i like what you said you know how you're taking it like i'm you know i'm sorry and i'm thankful for this opportunity um yeah and that's it and you know everybody has their individual because we all have an individual way of making an impact whether that's going to be um um educating like we're doing you know (laughs) in this part right now and uh, educating um getting perspectives um and and at the same time uh making making choice making future choices or or mindset changes uh so that there can be the change to what ultimately you know we want to where there's you know some some peace and respect and you know all of those things um here on the um and this is really good this is this is really good. <laughs> I'm gonna pull pull this podcast back just a little bit, but all of this is inclusive of where we're at right now, and 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 as caregivers, because this is how it affects it affects yeah. us as caregivers. Because yeah. even our our beliefs, you know, um, our beliefs are challenged. And I like how you open this up, Temple, with talking about are you grieving? Because you can't be the cheerleader that you normally are. Like. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm 
known as the the mellow, you know, hey, I keep things like, you know, even keel, hey, peacemaker and things like that. But when there's stuff yeah. that it's like, okay, but that's not right. And and yeah. you can't, um, I, there's choices that I have to make even where I wouldn't be vocal before. Uh, like even doing this podcast, this is a whole nother side that I wouldn't have been doing this, you know, a while ago. It'd be like, how can I make it more, but communicate, uh, we've talked about that from the very beginning, like, you know, being able to communicate, being able to share, um, and even communicate about the hard stuff and stuff that you may, um, um, I'm in past up to this point, you know, I'm not very, I'm not a confrontive person. I don't like conflict and stuff. I don't, or I don't prefer it. And, but I know that it has to, you know, conflict is always going to be there, but how you, how do you approach it? How do you handle it? So this is helping us having the, that voice to be able to speak or even the ear so that we can, you know, um, be open to listen to and hear the perspectives yeah. so that we can make individual decisions to move for the better and still come together, though we have different, we're, we're still a Rubik's Cube, even though we have different colors, we're on different sides, but we're right. still a Rubik's Cube that needs to move and, and, and make things better. So. Well, Vaughn, I'm really glad you said that because I, I have a friend who's very much like you. She likes things to be even keeled. She doesn't want to, you know, have aggressive confrontational situations. And um, her and I had a little disagreement about something. To me, was nothing. Mm. To her, she was like, oh, my gosh, we're really in something and didn't even want to talk to me. And her uh, message to me was, well, I don't like conflict. And I said, well, I didn't even know we were in a fight. Mm. You know, so <laughs> right. there's, there's a lot of perspective around um, conflict being something aggressive. And really, if you're dealing with somebody who's a good communicator, conflict yeah. is just a conversation. It's a conversation with passion. It's a conversation that can be uncomfortable, but it's not going to end in violence. It's right. not going to end in abandonment. It's not going to end in anything that's going to scar you. So really right. conflict has been given a bad word because it looks like a fight mm, right. and fights always end in separation, you know? Mm. So I think that this thing that's happening in our world right now has to force us to become like caregivers are, re we're really the communicators, right? Yeah. We're a voice for our people that are disabled. We're a voice for our own needs. We are the best communicators around. Right, so right. we have to be the ones that are, are here having the uncomfortable conversation. Like, hey, do you feel weird? Yeah, <laughs> I do too. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nothing terrible is going to happen, but we're going to be uncomfortable. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Right. Nobody, nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to get punched. Right. <laughs> you know? So but I we think can talk about for it. you to be the peacemaker. This is really beautiful to see mm. you say, you know what? Even though I want to be the peacemaker and kind of live and let live, my heart is saying I must speak. Gotta say something. Yeah. And that's that's what it comes down to, right? We mm. must speak. And it's better that the educated and compassionate and empathic people are the ones that are doing the speaking. Mm. Yeah. So we gotta be stronger than the ones that are speaking for the sake of um just to get it out. Right. You know I mean, that's but good. that's the beauty of it, honey. That's the beauty mm -hmm. of it is love is always bigger than fear and pain. Always, always. It is mm -hmm. always one from the beginning of time. And so that's the beauty of it is 
there's so many people with love in their heart and they're stepping up and that's what makes it so great. It's scary, but it's so great to see the beauty of it. Mm. It's so great because we have, I have not seen it this beautiful. Yeah. Rodney King happened 30 years ago, but nothing in those last 30 years has something this big and beautiful happened up where I can look on social media and be just about everybody I know is saying black lives matter. You know, we're all equal. We're all in this together. That's something that I used to pray for all the time when I was younger. Like why aren't people accepting Mm. me and my family? Right. Mm. I mean, I had my friends that I knew loved me and my kids and knew us and knew my husband and knew he wasn't a threat or a mean person. But now, now it's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of biracial families. It's becoming a norm. And most of us are like, no, we all have, we all live on blocks, at least for me in California. I live in California. There's so many biracial families on my block within the block. Like not just, oh, there's a white family that lives here and next door is like, no, every house pretty much has a blended family. So I love seeing that. I love seeing that we can just all come together. Like things are finally being said and out of the mouths of babes. I mean, you know, how many of these white people, and I know I'm a white person, but there are (laughs) white entitled people that think differently and how many since then, and I, I can count five on my hand of older adults, older than me. And now they have biracial grandkids, not because they want them, but because life happened. Love happened which means they get to adjust, not us, hmm. right? So like I was telling Vaughn with me with technology, like I know nothing about the latest technology, but I, me, I'm the one to get to adjust to learning how to pay things, you know, Venmo and things like that where I <laughs> am so, my kids laugh at me because they know how technology <laughs> ridiculous I am and I get to learn it. I get to learn it because I want to be able to communicate with the people I love and how to figure it out so I know it looks sad and ugly but I'm most excited that things are finally changing for the better and it's much needed it's much needed and we all have enough love that we can get through it together we absolutely can get through it together absolutely so Christy's true leader is still alive (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe she is a little and christy was a cheerleader so you you cannot i was i was drill team i was not the cheerleader i was drill team okay close enough i was out there dancing on the field friday night Cheering on my football team. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to walk around school in a short skirt, so to me, that's a cheerleader. <laughs> I did. I totally did. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, wow. So I'm going to adopt your attitude, Christy, and I'm, I'm going to see it that way because, um, it, as you know of me as a metaphysical um, practitioner, I see life as one entity, and I've always thought of it that way. Uh, but I have felt myself feeling a division, like mm-hmm. between the conscious and unconscious people and having resentment. So yeah, I thank you for saying that because I need to get back to the core of my practice that we are all one through one source and that things happen as an explosion 
to get rid of the particles that are not matching the core. And then it needs to come back to what we truly are, which is one. Yeah. So I will think of it that way. And I, I do think of it that way as far as um, all areas, as far as, uh, you know, gender racism and, and color racism and all that needs to shift tremendously in the way we see mental health and all of that. Well, and us as caregivers, we're probably the most people that find it hard to understand because you're human. So if you're in need of help, we're going to help you. Like that's just our caregiver's heart. That's part of who we are and how we were designed. And so, yeah, it's just, I get to learn that not everybody is a caregiver, nor do they want that responsibility. And so they don't see people the way I see them. And it is what it is. And that's where I get to step in and I get to love them anyway, because that's unconditionally, right? And I get to teach them, like, it's okay to love other people. Because in the end of the day, if you love them, they're not going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's a they're not going to have a desire to want to hurt you. Does it happen? Yes, all the time. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I don't I don't wake up and go, hmm, who can I go out and hurt today? <laughs> I wake up and say, hmm, I get to love on people today. Wow, I wonder who that gets to be. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just a different... <laughs> And she's like, oh, me, love me. <laughs> yeah. So this, this has been really, really good. We're going to, um, and we can continue on uh, later, but we're going to wrap up this special, yes. we call it special podcast. I like this. Temple, I like yeah. having you on the show. This is. Oh my gosh. The three of us are just so fun. I, I like it. This is good. We might have to um, ex expand and have our special um I feel like the view or the uh, what's the other one, you know, kind of, you know, talking about subjects and and it's great because you get the per different perspectives um, uh, from the different caregivers. So hmm, we gotta think about doing more more of this kind of stuff. Um, but we want to thank um, <clears throat> Temple. Thank you so much for uh, popping on at kind of kind of somewhat last minute. And um, it's definitely all of this is ordered and definitely on purpose and aligned because this has been fantastic uh, and encouraging. Um, um, it's just been good. So listeners, I hope you all have been in, as encouraged and um, uplifted as much as, as I have. This happens all the time. Please check out our other episodes. Uh, we want to thank, uh, once again, Marisa Pasquini, who was on with us. And yes, I love early. her. Please get her book. It's amazing. Yes. Sign um, up for all her coaching. She's phenomenal. She will help your life. Absolutely. Trust me. Trust me. I wish I would have had a coach along the way. I just wish I did. What's yeah. her Facebook page? You guys know? Ooh, it is... I don't know right offhand. We'll make sure we put it in the show notes. It is put it um, in the link. Yeah, in the notes. Sure. Uh, I'll try to look before we fully, fully close. But um, but we want to want to uh, wish everybody number one uh, to be safe out there, and um, uh, you know, tune into our, our next episodes. Uh, you can definitely go to caregiverscarejar.com and get information uh, both on Marisa and also uh, information on Temple and her book um, and, and her program as well and what she does uh, as service to our community and the world. Um, and we're looking forward for the audiobooks from both of them that are going to be coming out really yes! soon. That's going to be so great. So great, great, great. Um, all right. So that's, 
Also glad to be your host again. This is Vaughn, uh, the voice brander, and so uh, awesome to and humbled to be able to serve in this role along with my wonderful longtime friend, Chris, Miss Christie. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're we're thankful and grateful to be able to share. Um, as you know, please uh, share and subscribe on the podcast and uh, share this, and we will be in touch um, on when we're gonna launch officially but share in the meantime all right yes, thanks so yes. much we'll know to go that they can download um podbean on yes that's where your um your podcasts are on podbean that's where i've been listening to them nice and they can find me on instagram under my book title looks i married a bipolar and i am talking a lot about you know what it's like to live in a quarantine state with mm. somebody dealing with mental illness and the um the the numbers have skyrocketed for yeah um, mental illness for uh domestic violence um incidences and you know drug mm. and alcohol abuse has all skyrocketed so um i just really hope everybody raises their awareness to keep an eye on your people that you might not have been checking in on mm. so much yeah. you know that you thought they were stabilized or whatever and uh, they might not be behind closed doors and, and nobody's checking in. So that's, mm. that's, that's really, if I could say one thing is just check in, even if you think you might be bothering someone, which I do it all the time, is bother yep. people. But, um, and Christy knows, I will check in. And yep, and I love I, it. I just <laughs> want to see a face. I just want to see, hear, you know, hear something. I just need to get a vibe and then I'll leave you alone. But um, Mm. We have to get past those niceties and make sure yeah. that we are checking in on people so they don't just go into their cave and and uh, don't mm. tell us that there's things going on. That's right. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you for having me, you guys. I'm so I'm just so happy to see you. I didn't even yeah. know what we were doing, so <laughs> we didn't either. We just we knew didn't. we needed to check in. We just yeah. we were like, we need to get this done. We need we have to check in and say hi, see how our family is friends are doing yeah well you, there's you, stuff you, to you talk say, about take, let's uh, just go with the flow <laughs> yeah we needed to talk about it so thank yeah. you thank you Vaughn. thank you christy i love you all right i love you appreciate to our, our caregivers audience until next time thank you for joining us and we will see you then blessings thank you blessings.